0: I am in the Freetown neighborhood of Aberdeen. Aberdeen is built on a spit of land connected to the rest of the city by a bridge surrounded by the sea. Through some trees, I can see the sparkling blue surf of the Atlantic Ocean. But while such a beautiful sight might normally enthrall me, my attention is on the rehearsing musicians of Sierra Leone's national troupe. The musicians are standing with a bewildering array of instruments, some big, some small, mostly wooden.
1: Uh, my name is Salami Suma. I play in the balangi. I'm going to play a piece of song called Lazdan.
0: All are carefully handmade using ancient techniques. The group was created in 1963, and it still serves as a custodian of national Sierra Leonean music. It preserves the magical sounds of West Africa, keeping the musical spirits alive year after year. My name is Saidou Kamara. I'm the leading drummer for Sierra Leone National Orchestra. I play the soso drum. African music is thriving globally. African hits top of the charts not only on the continent but all around the world. Thanks to streaming and file sharing, African music has never been more popular. But here in Sierra Leone, the picture is more complicated. Many people have criticized the global dominance of American pop culture. Today, some people believe the same thing about the influence of musical giants like Nigeria, Kenya, South Africa and Ghana. As African music booms, there is a risk that some of the smaller countries will be left behind. I am Charlie Afner, a playwright, historian and traditional storyteller, and this is Salon Stories, a podcast series about life and culture in my home country, Sierra Leone. In this episode, I turn up the volume on salon music. I explore the legacy of one of Sierra Leone's most famous artists and ask what the future has in store for the country's distinctive soundtrack. In an age of Spotify and smartphones, can countries like Sierra Leone preserve what makes them unique? Sierra Leone's early history was shaped by migration. People from the deserts to the north, the islands to the east and the forests to the south drifted here with their beats, instruments, dances and songs. Recent times have been just as fluid. When freed slaves first arrived in Sierra Leone, they brought a musical style forged in the deep south of America and the Caribbean. Like the Creole language, the music that came to Sierra Leone with the Nova Scotians, the Captives and Maroons was a mash-up of many influences.
1: We had a visit from a Congolese band called the Rico Jazz. They came around in Freetown in about 1960 and stayed on for another five years. And they also influenced the music in Freetown.
0: Dr. Adedayo Thomas is a legend. We are in his historic creole style house near the cotton tree. The familiar freedom background noise of traffic, shouts and music floats through the open windows. Dr. Thomas was for many years a senior diplomat, but his true passion was always music. He helped establish numerous successful bands and manages a recording studio. They
1: had some influence also from people who came from Liberia. The Liberians were adept at more playing Western American style music. And those Sierra Leoneans who went there, brought bands back to Sierra Leone, influenced the music scene with Liberian music as well. A touch of the American style, in which soul music was brought into Freetown.
0: Dr. Thomas has played with many of the most popular salon musicians. Over the years, Freetown has seen a steady stream of artists coming from all over Africa and the Caribbean. Every arrival added a new ingredient into the recipe that was starting to shape. A colorful cocktail of highlife, calypso, reggae, and other genres. It has a
1: distinct ring. Um, Basically, it was a guitar, sometimes uh, accompanied by an uh, accordion or a mouth organ. It had a distinctive rhythm. Uh, sometimes you played, also accompanied by just a box, and sometimes with a solo or a carpenter soul which was used as a rhythm. And then we had. Um, an angled iron, which gave a, a, a distinctive beat. And uh, that's culminating with um, some folklore singing.
0: As the Salon style developed, one musician emerged as a pioneer.
1: But when you came to like popular music, you would want to start with somebody like Geraldo Pina and the Heartpiece.
0: Hey, she's hip. Heavy,
1: heavy, heavy! Into this popular music, and we basically emulated the music from from Britain, pop music. And this was around 1958, that was when it was started. And um, he also uh, composed one of the rock and roll music at that time called Little Devil, Little Devil. whoa, 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 Little Devil. Yeah, 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 Little Devil. But well, this was like a rock music, popular music. Uh, in the strain of um, um, Elvis Presley, Um, rock and roll stars, uh,
0: play feature, and so on. Giraldo Pino was born in Nigeria to Sierra Leonean parents. He wore flamboyant outfits and had a favorite stage energy. Giraldo Pino wanted to take the music that was trending in London and New York and give it an African makeover. Giraldo Pino's influence across West Africa was significant. He also inspired Fela Kuti, the Nigerian superstar widely seen as the founder of the Afrobeat genre. But as time went on, Saloon Music adopted more of the Nigerian hallmarks.
1: The influence that has crept in now was not no more the Congolese style of music, but now the Nigerian type of music. So it has been infiltrated into the Sierra Leone culture. It has been adopted in the main with the Sierra Leone style and the Nigerian style. And the Nigerian style of music is a simpler, woeful, wailing type of music, uh, slower, and um, used with a very few instruments. I recorded with uh, com- computers rather than... Uh, uh, and virtual instruments rather than live instruments. Because many of the young stars that are now in the music scene play music that is influenced heavily by the Nigerian sound.
0: For a small country like Sierra it is unfair to ask whether its music is disadvantaged compared to that of Nigeria with its vast budgets and world-class facilities. If Serial music is under threat, does something need to be done to save it?
2: I am that girl from Kavala, not a part of
0: Serial. I am speaking to someone who has taught a lot about this.
2: My name is Fantasy Wiz, and people normally call me Fantasy Wiz Kamara. I'm a folk singer, a left-wing feminist, the filmmaker, a point, an actor, a lot of things actually. <laughs>
0: Fantasy's music is all the rage in Sierra Leone. With brightly dyed hair and leopard print tattoos, she is an immediately recognizable
2: figure.
0: In some ways, Fantasy is a typical Sierra Leonean artist. She uses social media to build a fan base. She has a stance on many political issues and a geek sell out before you can click your fingers. What is unusual about fantasy movies however, is that she has embraced traditional folk music. Rather than copying the airbrushed Afrobeat style, her music is rooted in the soil, water and sunshine of Sierra Leone.
2: And I gravitate towards traditional music more than I do to contemporary music. And because it's, uh, it's who we are. Because old, I'm not singing, like, I'm not trying to bring down anyone, but that's our music, that's who we are. That's our own. You know, if we try to do hip-hop, hip-hop is not ours. If we try to do r and that's not ours.
0: Fantasy Weeze is one of a growing number of young Srelunians rediscovering Srelun's music tradition. She takes inspiration from both tribal sounds and more modern artists like Gigal Dupino and the Heartbeats.
2: And normally when they say Leone, they think, oh, Cerulean just have one music. No, we don't. We have different tribes in Leone. We have the Kronko, we have the Madingo, we have the Alunka, we have the Minde, we have the Soso, we have the Timnis. All these, people, you the limbas, all these people, have the limbats, all these people have their unique sounds, their unique music. So if you're studying African music I and mean, then you don't come to Serena and explore, is waiting to be tapped into by the, you know, whatever I call it, administrative media or whatever it is. That's where I and other people like me come to in trying to show people this is our music, this how beautiful it is. We have a variety of music. So if you don't like the Google, you can like the managers. You like the you can like Gumbay, you can like Matoma.
0: It is a warm and humid evening in Freetown. I am in Wilberforce, a district high on one of the city's many hills. Normally, kekés, bikes, and podapodas flow along the roads like water down a rapids. But today, the road is blocked. Plastic seats are packed onto the surface and hundreds of people are gathered, craning for a better view. A group of singers and drummers, dripping with sweat, pound out a fast rhythm. In front of them, a jewel and feathered creature which looks part beast and part god dances hypnotically this is a performance of what is known as a haunting society the dancer is known as the devil and tonight's festival is meant to entertain enthrall and keep tradition alive all of the hundreds of people watching are moving to the beats. It is obvious that the music is not just for the dancers, but for everyone, indeed for the whole of Sierra Leone. It is a life force, just like food or drink. This is Sierra Leone music, just as much as the deafening afro beats played in Freetown's beachfront nightclubs. This is Saloon music, just as much as the high-life tunes of Giraldo Pino and his friends. Time will tell how Saloon music evolves. What is certain is that it is here to stay. Join me next time as we travel to a remote rainforest in search of Leone's most famous chimpanzee. This episode of Sialun Stories was presented by me, Charlie Hafner. It was written and created by myself and Sam Williams and edited by Nadia Medhi. The executive producers were Sam Williams and Max O'Brien. Mixed in by Naomi Clark. Salon Stories was produced by Novel for Africell.